Well, good Tuesday morning, Arizona, Colorado, worldwide and beyond. You've landed here on the Patriot Radio News Hour, and no, your ears are not playing tricks on me. This is Brian joining Jason. We are backfilling for Joe today that uh, has some things to do, so you're left and stuck with us. So we got a good show planned for you here this morning. Uh, Jason, what are we going to talk about today? It's it's not like there's a shortage of topics. I got I got a couple things planned to talk about. Uh, I don't know. It's been a long time since I think you and I uh, hosted this show. Uh, Joe is a busy man, uh, owning and running a radio station and a gold and silver company, and uh, being the holidays, uh, you know, so obviously personal. You can stack up your your time. So Joe's taking care of some things that need to be taken. We're going to have uh, the Front Range News Hour uh, Monday through Thursday this week over here at KHNC 1360 AM. Uh, we're going to, myself and Brian, are going to be doing the uh, Patriot Trading News Hour today and tomorrow. Uh, there'll be repeats of this show, uh, or whichever shows Joe wants to repeat for uh, Thursday and Friday there in Arizona, and uh, we'll be repeating those shows, obviously, here uh, in Colorado. But, uh, yeah, Brian, it's, uh, it's been a while. I mean, uh, uh, our old partner Glenn, who's uh, since uh, uh, went on to, to better things, uh, used to do some of these morning shows. Uh, but now that responsibility falls to us, and uh, I love I love getting on the air and talking to the uh, the Arizona uh, fans. Roger that. Just for you Arizona fans uh, that are probably bathing in feet of sunshine, we've got a little bit of that uh, white global warming powder that fell on us yesterday and overnight. We got clear skies today, a little chillier temperatures. But just to just kind of set things in perspective, yep. Colorado, snow, Arizona sun. I guess that's the way it's supposed to be. I heard seven degrees low today. That That's that kind of where you're at, Brian. I heard uh, maybe tonight to get down to seven. <laughs> About right. Yeah, we had, what, 50s a couple of days last week? And, uh, yeah, leave, leave it to Colorado. It is, it is uh, December, almost January, so that's that's to be expected. But hope everyone had a great Christmas. We got, a, got New Year's right around the corner. And uh, the hope is that 2021 will be different than 2020, and I think it will be. Uh, hopefully in a positive direction, but that is yet to be determined as well. Yeah. So today, uh, you know, the show that we do here in Colorado is a little different than the show that's in Arizona. We're more trying to kind of hit the social uh, aspects of what happens at, uh, when the economy uh, sort of does its damage to the average Joe. Um, you know, what happens when a coronavirus shows up? Uh, what, what, you know, what, what are the economic ramifications or what? What are the reasons why the economics caused the uh, the economic crash that happened earlier this year? There's going to be another one coming probably next year. Uh, Joe likes to hit you with the numbers, comes in on this morning show, and, and gives you all kinds of numbers. You know, that it comes from, you know, the uh, the Fed themselves, the government, you know, unemployment numbers, all, you know, and, and Brian and I do some of that stuff too. Uh, I'm going to throw some numbers at you on, on the next segment. Uh, I'm going to talk uh, – Sort of a uh, a situation, a very real to life type situation. I'm going to make a comparison. I'm going to have Ed and Ted. I'm going to talk about two guys, fictional, but uh, they you know, they, uh, they had the same situation, but they they went a different path. And we're going to examine uh, how gold and silver is uh, such a good way to save your money, to save your time and effort. Uh, it, it is wealth insurance, like Joe has been saying for years. And uh, I'm gonna, we're going to talk about Ed and Ted, uh, Brian, in the next segment. We're going to 
talk about how, uh, you know, uh, we're in a debt money system, Brian. And if you don't understand the debt money system, which we're not supposed to, uh, it can eat you alive. And uh, this year is eating more people alive than ever before. You know, it's interesting, Jason, I'm sitting here, as you're, as you're talking, I'm thinking about how, you know, the, the, the Al Gore Leone, as I like to call him, and his uh, climate hustle uh, really inverse things. There's, there's several charts in that movie that uh, kind of reverse the order of things that, that man-made activities are causing global warming or uh, boiling it down more technically, CO2 levels. And there's two charts that they shifted to make it uh, the, the inverse of reality of, of, uh, of global warming causing CO2 levels to rise when it's really the inverse. And here with this uh, coronavirus or pick your, pick your global uh, uh, catastrophe uh, causing the financial woes when the inverse, the exact inverse is exactly what's going on. Yes, exactly. I mean, when you start to understand these things, well, I think one of the reasons that people listen to this show for years and years, and then uh, now we've had our short stint, we're coming up on three years in March for our show uh, here in Colorado. Uh, you come to this show because you, you, you figured out that something's not right. You figured out that uh, what you've been taught or what maybe your, your parents or your friends, teachers, about money and the economy, what, what they taught you is some, something's not working. You know, you're supposed, to, you're supposed to go to school and get good grades and go to college and find some career. Uh, but somewhere, somewhere missing along the lines in the last uh, four or five generations of Americans, there doesn't seem to be anybody teaching what to do with your money and how, how to take care of especially that extra money that you have every paycheck. You know, if you have, you know, 50 bucks, uh, 200 bucks, $1,000 every payday, that's above your expenses, you know, maybe, maybe even above, let's say you have investments, so, but you have this extra money and you, you know, you should save money. You know, you gotta, gotta be prepared for anything, emergencies or whatnot. Nobody really teaches you what to do with that. Uh, and, and when it comes to uh, wall street, they don't really like gold and silver because it doesn't fatten their wallets. There's no way they can manipulate it the way they can with uh, telling you to buy too many of one type of stock. And then uh, it crashes. Uh, they're nowhere to be found after they told you to buy that stock. So we're going to, I'm going to talk about debt money, Brian. It's, it's going to be interesting. I'll, I'll put up this scenario of two guys uh, from the year 2000 uh, all the way to the year 2020, uh, a similar situation. and We'll see what kind of results uh, as I read through it, Brian. Sounds like a plan, Stan. Coming up on our first break here, Patriot Radio News Hour. Jason and Brian filling in for the boss man, Joe. Be back uh, shortly after these important commercial breaks. Patriot Radio News Hour. 800 is the number. You've got your uh, substitute host, Jason and Brian, here today. Uh, Jason, let's let's get on with the show. Yeah, I'm going to give a uh, a situation, a uh, a mock situation about two guys uh, in a in a similar situation and what they decide to do with their money. So I'm going to call them Ed and Ted. We all know, listen to this station, most people have an idea. Some, some people buy gold because they know they should, but don't really get it. Sometimes you don't put down a scenario where it makes it very clear why we're getting gold and silver. I mean, uh, we all know that the price goes up over time, but I mean, so does the stock market. You, know, you look at the stock market, it was, you know, in the 80s, it was like a thousand or 2,000 points and it just kept building. But there's some fundamental differences is why gold is better, especially when we're talking savings. I always, on our show, we talk about whatever your savings are. If you're going to hold money in a bank or in cash for more than two years, especially, but I would say even in this environment, six months to a year, if you're going to hold cash, 
you might as well put it in gold and silver because it's going to protect the value. You never know when the market's going to uh, have a big hole in the bottom of it and then inflation could come in behind it when things really go in the wrong direction. And the, the next crash will not be uh, the same as 2008, the housing crisis. Then I'm going to talk about two guys. Uh, the, in the year 2000, you have Ed and Ted, and both of them buy a house. They're both buying a house that's 200000 bucks. So they got their 30-year mortgages. Uh, everything about this situation is going to be similar. However, both of them don't really want to be in debt, even though it's a mortgage, which is not a big deal, but it is debt. How are they going to make this debt work for them? Uh, one guy doesn't want the debt, Ed, and he's decided every month he's going to put a little bit of money towards paying off the house. Trim some years off that house, and uh, he won't have to have as much interest money, and and uh, he'll be better off than Ted because Ted's not going to put any extra money towards the uh, the principal. He's going to uh, do something else with his money. So Ed, uh, Ed gets his $200,000 loan and starts every month spending extra money to bring down the principal and have less of a mortgage. Ted has decided, well, I'm going to buy gold. What I'm going to do with that extra money, and, and, and Ed and Ted uh, work the same job, have the same bills. They have the same amount of money, you know, uh, extra money every month to put towards either paying off the mortgage, or, uh, extra principal, or buying gold. Ted's going to go ahead and buy gold. So we got two different situations as far as what to do with that extra money. Uh, Ed's going to pay down the house. Ted's going to buy gold. In the year 2000, the average price of an ounce of gold for Ted was 275 bucks, give or take, a little higher, a little lower. Uh, four years later, as, as we're moving through this 30-year mortgage, remember, the, uh, if you pay off the mortgage, 30-year mortgage is going to take till 2030. Uh, this scenario, we're going to end up at uh, 2020. In 2004, the average price of an ounce of gold is about 425 bucks. So a little more expensive for Ted to get those ounces of gold, but you know these guys are working their jobs and raising families like anybody else, and they're trying to find their way through this world and do the best they can for the families. And Ted's buying gold. In 2008, the average price that Ted was buying gold was around 850 bucks an ounce. Uh, obviously, certain times of the year, a little more expensive, a little cheaper. As we get to 2012, uh, there was an average price of around $1,550 to $1,600 for an ounce of gold. It was, you know, prices had spiked. Uh, it probably went a little too, you know, went a little too high than, you know, the, the guys that monkey with the markets, they were doing everything they could to, uh, to, to bring this new normalcy. They dropped interest rates down to zero, tried to make everyone feel like uh, they, we were going to recover from this, bailing out the banks, and gold spiked. And uh, Ted was paying a little extra money there, about sixteen hundred bucks, you know, fifteen fifty an ounce uh, in that time frame. Two thousand sixteen rolls around, ounce of gold is around eleven hundred and fifty bucks. So we uh, we got into that area where you know, you know the, the spike in gold came down and kind of got into the zone from two thousand thirteen ish to about two thousand nineteen, early part of that year, where gold was really sitting around twelve hundred fifty bucks an ounce for that time frame. And Ted bought a bunch of gold. At that at that price point. Now here we are in 2020. Gold has been averaging around $1,900 an ounce, uh, with a high of about 2050 a few months ago. Here we got 20 years. Now uh, now Ed Ed's been paying all these years, all these 20 years. Ed's been paying extra principal, and after 20 years of paying extra principal, Ed has paid off his house. That $200,000 mortgage is now zero. Ed has no savings. He hasn't been saving money, but he has no debt. 
you're sitting in a position where, eh, I got my house paid off, mission accomplished. I might decide at this point, I might start saving some of that money now. I might start building uh, for something new to do. So maybe I'll, you know, whatever Ed wants to do, right? Ted still has $100,000 he owes on his house, making his monthly payments. And uh, Ed's bragging about how he paid his house off, and I don't have to make that mortgage payment anymore. And uh, Ted's kind of getting sick of Ed bragging about how he just paid his house off. And uh, when gold was sitting about $2,000 an ounce about a month or two ago, three months ago, Ted decided, you know what? I've acquired 100 ounces of gold over these 20 years. You know, I scraped and, and pushed and an average average price point for those 20 years is about $1,000 an ounce. From, from two, the year 2000, where it was 275 bucks an ounce, to uh, 2020, where you got to a high of about an average of $1,900 an ounce. In, in between those years, those are the price ranges of when he was just, every month, buying a little bit of gold. If it was $1,800 an ounce in 2011, he just bought an ounce. If it was uh, 1050, like in 2015, when gold went down to 1050 for a short time, he bought it for 1050. So he ended up with about 100 ounces of gold, <clears throat> and uh, he had a, he had one choice when he went to sell his gold because you know he decided you know what I'm going to pay off my mortgage too. I got 100 ounces of gold. I can sell it now for two thousand dollars per ounce. I've got two hundred thousand dollars if I want to sell all hundred ounces. What Ted decided to do, he sold 50 ounces of gold. That's $100,000, paid off his mortgage, still has 50, uh, 50 ounces of gold or $100,000 in savings. So Brian Ted is sitting there with $100,000 in savings and paid off his mortgage, and Ed's got to be looking at Ted like, you have $100,000 and your house is paid off. This is what we are not told about in America or across the world, these central bankers have, have run all these countries across the world, and they don't want you to have assets. They don't want you to hold on to something that holds its value. Ed slaved away at trying to pay down debt and, and was running through the, the rat wheel trying to pay off the debt, which is a good thing. Who wants to have a mortgage if you can get rid of it? But he didn't understand that if you're holding real assets that uh, you're going to have more value, especially after a 20-year span, Brian. I mean, think, think about that, that, that scenario, right? Yeah, you're right, Jason. We're, we're, it, it's either taught out of us or, or it's not taught at all. But, uh, you know, some of those core principles of it's best not to have debt. But if you don't want to wait, you know, I guess it boils down to if, if you don't want to wait to have, a, you know, a nicer house or a house period uh, and you have you, you go into that debt for the mortgage, uh, we're told that paying that down uh, is is the primary uh, goal, which you're right, that that is good. But what if you did? I forget who is who, but I guess if what if you did what Ted Ed, did? Ed paid off his mortgage, and Ted was the yeah. one that bought gold. What if you did what Ted did, and uh, you know stuck stuck with that? Uh, didn't pay any extra principal on your your monthly payment, your mortgage payment, and instead uh, put it into real real savings. Um, and I'm sure there's arguments on on the other side too, but uh, that's that's an interesting interesting uh, scenario. I think uh, what what needs to also be stressed here is that we are in a debt money system. Uh, those that can service the largest amounts of debt can benefit from the system if they know where to put their money. It's a little bit of a, of a of more of a risk, but there are guys out there like Trump, uh, you know, and, and other guys out there that use debt to their advantage. When you buy a house, I, I, there's nothing wrong with buying a house. You know, who's going to have four hundred thousand dollars to buy a home? 
You know, it's just, just people just don't have that kind of money. Having a mortgage is good, but if you don't have any other investments, if you have, you know, depending on your job situation or what your, you know, what your economic situation is in your household, paying down your house may not be the best tool for you. And look at over, look at at these, you know, if you were buying gold in 2000 up to now, look, look at the difference of what could have happened over that 20 years. Now, that's the one thing that these guys were both doing is they used their mortgage as a way to to better their lives. Cause if they weren't buying a house, Brian, they'd be paying rent somewhere. So at least in this situation, Ed's better off. He actually owns his house. He has some equity in a home. Wouldn't it be better if you had your house paid off and had a hundred thousand dollars sitting on the side when you were done, which is what Ted did. And this is what I try to get people to understand, which is you have to take care of savings. You've got to pay yourself. Uh, there's lots of ways you can do savings. You can just put it in cash. But over 20 years, Brian, uh, the things that you could have bought with that $100,000 in 2000, you're not going to be buying that same amount of stuff in 2020, are you? Nope. No, it's that, it's that analogy that listeners, regular listeners have heard time and time again of of taking a $20 piece of paper, uh, a note, $20 note, and a $20 gold piece, and uh, either traversing through time or passing it down to your children. And uh, the purchasing power of that, or the re- the reduced purchasing power that is of the diluted uh, paper paper note, paper currency. Well, yeah. So Ted ends up with a hundred thousand dollars in gold with the scenario, Brian. So uh, imagine, imagine uh, if if the listener that's listening to this kind of scenario right now. A lot of people want to be the guy that has a big pile of gold right now. There's there's a there's a little bit of uh, there's there, there's no patience with it. I, I know a lot of new customers that come in and they have a big chunk of money and like I'm going to throw this whole thing at you and get started. And I'm fine with that. That's a great way to go if you've got it. You know you're not going to need it. But some of these you know some people come in they throw that big amount and then they they find themselves that they threw too much money out of it. They're like well you know what I had these other expenses come up I didn't realize it. We don't want that. You need to keep your, your monthly expenses to the side. You know, you got, you got your bills, you got your mortgage, you got your rent. But I tell a lot of guys that are, that are coming in, they don't really know how to start buying. Just buy it a little at a time. You got a big chunk. You know, let's say you, uh, you close out a retirement account, uh, a 401k or something. You got a big chunk. Bring us the big chunk. We'll take care of that. We'll make sure that you, uh, you'll get a, the best price possible to, to, to buy in. And don't but worry, sure that. Don't, don't, don't worry. Your accountant will call you crazy. Your accountant will tell you you're nuts for taking it out of, out of the 401k. Yeah, Where try, try cashing that. That's right. Try cashing that 401k and see, uh, see how much resistance you get. <laughs> they want that money in the system. They don't want it in your control. They want it in the system's control. And, uh, when you're getting income, whatever your income is, retirement income, uh, you know, weekly, you know, every two weeks your paycheck comes in. Put some of it in, if you got any ability to save money, you put a little bit of it in gold, you do it over the course of time, and, you know, who knows what emergencies are being planned for America in the coming days. We're going to talk in the next few segments about, you know, maybe a little coronavirus. I want to talk a little bit about mortgages and uh, evictions, foreclosures. Uh, but emergencies are going to come. And, you know, that rainy day is going to hit everybody. Sometimes it hits you every so many years. And gold and silver is the way to keep you from losing that house. I mean, can you imagine while Ed is paying down the house and 2010 shows up, 
and the housing crisis happens, and we say Ed lost his job, he had no gold. But Ted, at 10 years, would have had a lot of gold saved up already. And he probably could have kept his house and saved himself. Ed, by paying down his mortgage all those years, just gave it back to the system and didn't really help him that much. I mean, I'm not telling people not to pay down their mortgage, but, you know, you got a 30-year mortgage. You're in, you know, you're, you're in the debt money system with that mortgage. You're fine. Just make the payment. I mean, if you become a rich tycoon, of course, pay off all your debt, but uh, use leverage whatever assets you have and make sure you have a nice fat cushion for anything that this economic system is going to throw at you. And I mean, Ryan, they're throwing everything at us, aren't they? Yeah, any emergency that's gone on over the last 100 years is uh, some ties to the Federal Reserve, doesn't it? Well, and at various levels of government, it's interesting how they'll use uh, the excuse of emergencies or crises to bend the rules or break the rules. Meanwhile, uh, the, the rest of us are, are already having a hard time trying to make ends meet. So we're on our halftime break. Uh, stay tuned. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Jason O'Brien, Patriot Radio News Hour. Welcome back. Second half, Patriot Radio News Hour on this fine Tuesday, December 29th. Uh, your co-host, Jason and Brian. And uh, yes, you'll have to wait until next year to uh, listen to Joe again, right, Jason? <laughs> yeah, we were closing down. Uh, Arizona's closing down uh, after Wednesday. So we're doing the uh, tomorrow show also. There'll be repeat shows uh, Thursday and Friday. And then Joe will be back on the air on Monday, the 4th of January to start the new year. We're doing a lot of work here at the radio station and trying to keep keep doing what we're doing. And, uh, the, you know, 1360 KHC is a great place to uh, park yourself. If, you, if you're in Arizona and you want to hear what's going on around here, obviously our 10,000-watt station doesn't reach down there. But uh, you can go to 1360KHMC.com. I'll say it again. That's 1360KHMC.com. You can stream the shows that we're doing there. Our, our show comes on at 3 o'clock. Depending on what time of the year, we're off by one hour uh, or we're on with Arizona. So if you guys are on Mountain Time, you can catch us at 3 o'clock. Uh, if you're on Pacific Time, you'd be catching us at 2 o'clock your time for our show. But uh, even if our show is not your fair, there's a lot of good stuff going on at KHNC. And you can tune in by going to 1360KHNC.com, right, Brian? Yep, that's exactly right. And uh Going for the national days today, Jason, is still need to do day. Literally still need to do day. And uh, as, as we were talking in that last segment about 401k and uh, the, the crazy looks that I got the multiple times that I, I uh, cashed out of 401k and put a significant part of it towards uh, real savings, gold and silver. Uh, there's the metals plan that, that Patriot offers. And uh, if, that's, if that's something that you don't want to have to watch the prices and wonder if, if a particular special is what you want, uh, call, call us 800-951-0592 and, uh, and, uh, ask about the metals plan, uh, four, uh, four shipments a year. Um, you set the price at a hundred dollar minimum. You can pause it at any point in time if necessary, if something comes up. But, uh, if, if there was ever a, a savings plan, a real 401k in, in my humble opinion, that, that, uh, Patriot metals plan is a, is a much better way to, uh, I guess, achieve that goal of whether it's a, an ounce of gold for uh, every year you've been alive, or for every year you've been married. Uh, we'll, we'll tailor it to tailor it to your own individual needs. Yeah, and uh, even even though Joe is busy today, and I don't know the whole work schedules of everybody over there in Arizona, I know we got 
Arlene heading the heading the crew over there. I know that Brooke is working. I, I think that I don't know which ones are working or not. And we got the new girl Brittany, uh, girl woman. I uh, <laughs> don't want to insult anybody today, but uh, we got we got the ladies over there that'll take your phone calls, answer some questions. Uh, the Mills program is an excellent way to do what Ted did, which is throw some money in every month. Uh, every uh, four times a year, you're going to get uh, your delivery of, of your medals through the medals program, minimum of $100 per month to be in it. Uh, if you want to put $1,000 a month in, you want to put $10,000 a month in, whatever level you want to be at, uh, we'll, we'll make sure you get uh, the cheapest medals at that at that uh, monthly amount that you put in. So 800-951-0592. Okay. All right, Jason. Yeah, I, I, even if you were to forego, let's just to say a seven dollar fancy coffee. I'm not going to give anybody a free plug here. A seven dollar fancy coffee, five days a week. Uh, right there's your 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 hundred dollars hundred dollar minimum for the metals plan. So just just saying. Exactly, and that's seven dollar coffee today. <laughs> right, might be more like eight or nine dollar. Yeah, that would be a twelve dollar coffee here soon. Um, I think we're going to talk a little bit now. Uh, maybe we'll, we'll uh, go through the next couple of segments. Uh, what's the one thing to talk about? There's really only one thing that everyone seems to be talking about. It's, it's coronavirus. It's COVID-19. It's, uh, it's, it's been pushed upon the world media uh, in a way that nothing else ever has. I mean, I know when 9-11 happened, uh, another false flag event, uh, and we'll, we'll do a, we'll do a 9-11 show. I do that once a year, but I'll, I might be doing that one twice a year with the way people need to know about that. But COVID is the most m- misreported story in human history. Uh, they like to hit you with the word science. They're going to hit you with science, science. Uh, and and you know, anytime someone's talking seriously about their point of view or their opinion or whatever, the science says it. I, I see people that say the science to wear masks is solid. And then I see people say, the science to not wear masks is solid and it makes everyone confused and, and, and people have to make decisions in their personal life and, uh, and it's craziness. And this is just like any other emergency that's been concocted, which is economically someone will benefit from this. There's a, a, a Ponzi scheme, the Federal Reserve, the, uh, the Federal Reserve notes, that Ponzi scheme is, is showing a lot of weakness. And every so often, you have an economic reset. And they're starting to say this in the media uh, about a reset. There's going to be a reset. Uh, the last time we had a global monetary reset, it was called World War II. Uh, they, you could say it was about fascism. You could say it was about the Japanese and Pearl Harbor. and uh, you, you, can, you can make all kinds of mentions. And I won't go too far into it. But through the leaders of that war, they, they, they fully admitted this was an economic war. And it wasn't just about Hitler. It was about changing the sales markets. Winston Churchill has, has quotes out of his own book and his own writings about they, they, how they forced this war upon Hitler. He's going to get this war whether he likes it or not. And they wanted Germany and other countries across the world to join this, this new economic system. We are heading into a, a, further, uh, a further extension of this system because there are more industrialized nations rising up like China that are joining this system. You know, the, they have a central bank just like we do. And do you think the Chinese central bank is any different than the Fed or the IMF? Same guys. Same guys run those banks. So what we got going on in 2020 is uh, they have a term called cognitive dissidence. This is a thing that uh, 
especially brutal dictators, but just any government will use to further an agenda, which is things will get better. They keep telling you how things are going to get better. You know, the, the emergency will end. And while they're presenting this scenario to you that things are going to get better and then the emergency will end, they're telling you that you have to do all kinds of things so that this situation will get better. Brian, you remember flatten the curve, right, at the beginning of the year? Yeah, little did we know that that was flatten small businesses is what that translated to. Exactly. Uh, what we've got going in this country is a massive, massive financial collapse. And when you're the guy, the Federal Reserve, who controls the economic system, who owns virtually all the debt in the entire nation, the entire world, for for that matter, you can you can manipulate how the crash will happen. You can manipulate how severe the crash will be, how slow it could be, uh, who's going to be the winners and the losers when this thing happens. Uh, Rockefeller, one of the original Federal Reserve bankers, you know, one of the one of those families, the J.P. Morgans, the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, the Warburgs, these 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 families that famously, in the middle of the dark, on Jekyll Island, concocted this idea. They uh, they had they you know, Rockefeller had a term, you know, competition is a sin. And uh, we're gonna hit the bre- we're gonna hit the break here. I'm gonna talk a little bit about cognitive dissidence and COVID nineteen. And where we're headed with uh, foreclosures and evictions and how bad this thing can be and if it's being timed out. Welcome back. Patriot Radio News Hour tag team in this today. Jason and Brian, your hosts. Yeah, I guess you could say it takes two of us to backfill the big man, Joe. Uh, Joe will return next year. Uh, Jason, we're looking at uh, spot prices right now. Gold's at 1878. Silver's at 26. And... uh, Oh, I hate it when that happened. I think someone turned on the microwave. I forgot what I was going to say next, but go ahead. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, I know what it was. Bit about it's, it's interesting, all these pharmaceutical companies and all their gains and, and, and their, their part in all this coronavirus. Interesting how, how that's uh, helping Wall Street and doing nothing for Main Street right now. That's what it was. Sorry. Yeah, well, no, in the pharmaceutical industry, uh, some of these, these, uh, these big uh, uh, agencies, these big conglomerates, these, these little clubs, these groups, you know, how many government agencies do we have now that shouldn't exist? Yeah, they, uh, they, they, they operate the debt money system very well. You know, when you're given a privileged uh, seat, one of the big boy table seats at the uh, debt money system, uh, you can use that uh, debt money system against your smaller competition. And uh, that's why we have these out-of-control massive corporations that we have because, not that they weren't successful, maybe they might have been successful if we didn't have the Fed, but because the Fed runs our government or the government uh, does the bidding of these these masters, uh, it's just going to get worse and worse. You know, there's going to be lords and peasants. There's going to be those that have title of land and assets, and there's going to be people that are going to work seven days a week for food and shelter. Uh, the business class, the middle class, will no longer exist. It happened to the the Roman Empire. It created what was called the uh, dark ages which went on for centuries and uh, we're, we're we're very quickly headed towards that in this world uh what one one thing i wanted to talk about is the eviction crisis that's uh on our doorstep here uh, on january 1st the cdc's mandate that uh if you qualified you don't have to pay your your uh, rent 
is coming to an end on January 1st. Now, all different states think, and different... Think about uh, what you just said, Jason. Think about what you just said. The CDC, the Centers for Disease Control bureaucracy yes. set that mandate. What, what is <laughs> anything wrong with this picture? Well, and, and you have the, F, uh, the FHA. Uh, they, they have mortgage forbearance, which I'll cover here in a moment. But uh, with, with this, uh, this, this uh, hey, you don't have to pay the rent because you can't work or you lost your job or whatever it is, Obviously, if you're the owner, the landlord, this is horrible for you too. Not only is the the people that can't pay the rent not paying the rent, this, this has been going on for most of the year, but uh, you you have to come up with your mortgage payment if you're you know, or or you have to come up with the expense of fixing the house and keeping it up for the renter and not getting anything for it. Now, uh, I'm not going to cry about the landlord or the renter. I just want to examine what's ha- what's happening, which is uh, in this state in Colorado. Our, uh, our dummy governor, Jared Polis, uh, uh, the that that guy is, uh, he doesn't make any decisions like any of our elected leaders. They don't make the decisions. Somebody else is doing that for them. There's somebody else doing that. And he pushed, uh, he, he, in Colorado, we had the same thing with renters. And he pushed, it's, 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 uh, its date to end was in December, and he pushed it out another month. It's interesting how Colorado and then these are other states that are all pushing it to January to where this rent. And now, if you, if you don't understand what we're talking about, if you haven't heard about it, the rent doesn't go away. It just adds up into a big pile, and you're supposed to try to pay it as best you can. There's $70 billion in rent owed through this type of program now in this country. If evictions happen like they're going to happen on a massive nationwide situation, there could be up to 20 million people evicted starting in January and bleeding into uh, February and March. The average person that's pushing their rent back owes between $3,500 to $4,000. So some people are owing up to 10000 Some people are a little lower than that. Uh, this is a situation that this is that cognitive dissonance I talked about. You come up with a situation that makes things seem like they're going to be okay. Hey, you know, just pay that rent later. And, and, and then with the, the FHA, the Fannie... Fannie and Freddie, you know, loans, you know, here's somebody being picked out to be a winner. They, uh, they, mortgage forbearance, you know, you, you can uh, sign up for this and for two months, then maybe for four months, and you just keep signing up for it for up to a year starting uh, in March 1st of, of 2020. You don't have to pay a mortgage. And even though you, you're thinking, well, it's probably going to be these small guys, I'll bet you right now that a lot of these big mortgage, you know, these big, big property companies are the ones taking advantage of this. And while the small, the small uh, landlord out there trying to have a few rental properties to pay off for him, it's not working out for him. You know, you got someone renting in your basement, it ain't working out for you either. But it's probably going to work out really big for these uh, these big mortgage holders, Brian. And at the end of February, the, the mortgage forbearance comes to an end, and that they're talking about pushing that a little further. They'll make this thing push to the point that they want it to push to, and then there'll be one gigantic timed event. And uh, it's it's musical chairs, Brian. Who who's not going to have a seat when this thing falls, right? Well, and it's pressure. I forget who says that. It's pressure from above, pressure from below, pressure from the sides. You know, they talk about the six hundred dollars stimulus check, uh, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Congress creators are thinking, "Oh, I wonder if people people six hundred dollars about ready to run out." And that, Having no clue of the rest of this country having to pay for things or pay for our own way. Now they're talking about a two thousand dollars stimulus check. What what a what a perfect path to 
the mentality or the mindset of we need UBI, universal basic income. I, I can't help. That's not the only thing going on, but that's just one more of these uh, multifaceted uh, pressure points, in my opinion. Yeah, the pressure from below is usually considered the problem. The pressure from above is usually considered a solution, and it always points towards government as the solution. You know, hey, here's the, here's, here's the answer, but who's going to pay for it? The government will take care of it. It's always the government because, hey, if I was a central banker who basically told the government what to do and when to do it, especially financially, uh, you're going you're gonna to leverage this thing in a very specific direction. And uh, it's been going on for 107 years, Brian. Next year will be 108. And uh, I don't see an end to it. And economically, Brian, the way to, 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 to be a little bit out of this thing is, is to hold it in gold. Hold it in gold and silver. Nine, or 800-951-0592, gold and silver. we got one more segment, right, Brian? Right, you're on Central Banker. Be right back. Final segment, Patriot Radio News Hour on this Tuesday, December 29th. Your co-host, Jason and Brian, temporarily standing in for the boss man, Joe Jaquit. Toll-free, our number is 800-951-0592 on the website, allamericangold.com. I just got a quick quote that I think is very applicable here, Jason, uh, from Thomas Jefferson, 1785. I think all the world would gain by setting commerce at perfect liberty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the contrary to what what, what what we've been witnessing and what everybody's uh, feeling in this current day and age. Yeah, Thomas Jefferson wanted to have an amendment to the Constitution when it was originally written to take from the federal government the power to borrow money. Uh, very important. If, if uh, he could, you know, this was a uh, a document that was born with some, uh, you know, people had to, uh, to make those 13 colonies, they, you know, they, there's, there's a little give and take there. And, uh, so Thomas Jefferson wasn't able to put that in there. Now, if, if, uh, the power to borrow money was stricken from the federal government, all they would simply do is be able to print the money themselves. They wouldn't be able to borrow it. If, if this is something that, uh, you listeners uh, don't understand or haven't heard it before, but all the money that the Federal Reserve makes is, is at, at interest. It's borrowed into existence. And uh, Thomas Jefferson knew that that, was, that didn't have to happen. There was a way that the government can have uh, gold and silver coin for money, and at, at the least of which, it can print that money itself and not have to borrow it into existence. You know, Brian, if, if we, if we sent, even if we had inflation and things going on because the government was printing too much money. It'd be better if they printed too much money and they didn't have to pay interest on it. Like the 27 trillion plus that we're at now, right? Well, that's right. What you're talking about is controlling the money, having a little more control over the money supply, right? Yeah. The, the citizens of this country, if the, if the treasury was printing the money, we would have control over our Congress and Senate and the president. We would have control over the government, but the citizens of this country do not have any control of this government anymore. In 1913, when the federal reserve was put into place, it took one generation by 1933, and the citizens lost complete control over the Congress and the Senate. Those people started being elected uh, at a higher percentage year after year, serving the bankers and serving financial interests instead of serving the people that they're supposed to represent. Because who gets them reelected? That's that's who they that's who, that's who politicians serve. It's actually a kind of a perfect job. The, the politicians are actually doing a really good job nowadays. They are serving those that keep them in power, which is the banking interests, you know, the, 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 the money, the, the lobbyists that, 
this big money that comes in that, that keeps these Congress people and these, uh, these senators in power, they do what the money tells them to do. If the Treasury were printing the money, and let's just say they started printing too much money because they were giving too many favors to too many, let's just say California, New York, people in this country would start voting those people out because things would be going bad. And the people in Congress would, oh my gosh, look, they're, they're voting us out. Now we got, we got to, we got to change things. The citizens don't like it because the financial, financial interest would not have that power. It would be, it would be the Congress controlling the money. And when the Congress made a mistake, they would have to change the way they control the money right now. They can make all the mistakes in the world, Brian, because the money interests want them to make that mistake. And so they have no interest in doing what the people want them to do, Brian. And so literally, it's the best politicians that money can buy. No, no longer, no longer exactly an exaggeration. And who knows how long it's been It's been that way, the best politicians that money can buy. Yeah, I mean, it, they didn't have complete control at the beginning. By 1933, they declared this country, FDR, declared this country bankrupt. The War Powers Act was signed. Uh, gold was confiscated, and uh, the, the government does not exist uh, in the way that the Constitution says. So, hey, uh, everybody, we're getting to the end of the show. 